Welcome to the Myth-Busting Lung Cancer Screening Podcast Series, hosted by Dr. Debbie Dyer. This podcast is brought to you by the American College of Radiology and the National Lung Cancer Roundtable. Hello, and welcome to the Myth-Busting Lung Cancer Screening Podcast Series for Lung Cancer Awareness Month. My name is Dr. Debbie Dyer, and I'm a thoracic radiologist at National Jewish Health in Denver, Colorado. I'm talking today with Ron Simmons, about the patient perspective on myths in lung cancer screening. And this episode, we're going to be talking about patients' perceptions of risks. And I'm curious to know, Ron, after your experience, what do you think patients can do to lower their risk of lung cancer? That's actually a very good question, Dr. Deb. One of the first myths that that it's out there, probably the most prominent myth, is that only smokers get lung cancer. And we, we know that that's not the case. We know that if you happen to have lungs, and I think most of us do, you stand a chance of getting lung cancer. And, you know, when you look at, you know, gathering, you know, a large number of people together, and then you start looking around that room and you thinking to yourself, Wow, there's a hundred people in here. One of which ten, one of which fifteen people are going to have lung cancer and not even know it at this time. So there are things that you know we can do as individuals to address our possibility of getting a lung cancer. And you know, one of the first ones, if you smoke, stop. And I know that's not easy. And I, I know people who who've had to fight that battle, but it's worth it. Not only is it worth it for your health, for your lungs to stop. Just the other day, I was in a local convenience store getting them in gas and my important cup of pumpkin flavored coffee. And as I was leaving and checking out, there was a gentleman there who bought two cartons of cigarettes. And when they said that it was $162, for his two cartons of cigarettes and one single cup of coffee, I was so thankful that my checking account does not have to have that debited out of it because that to me right there would be enough of a reason to stop smoking. So, you know, and then Dr. Deb, you, you, you yourself live in the great state of Colorado. And in Colorado, there is a serious problem with Raycon. And everyone that lives there really should have their house tested for radon. And if you have, uh, if you have an exposure of radon, you can get it corrected. But it's just not limited to, to Colorado. It's limited. It's all over the country. So there are things you can stop smoking. You can get your house tested for radon. If you have someone in your household who is a smoker and you're not, Convince them that you are worth them stopping for. They don't need to continue smoking if you're worth that much to them. So those are some basic things that people can do. If, you, if you're in the construction industry, I have friends that prior to my lung cancer journey, they, they did construction work. They never wore masks while they were doing their job. After I had to go through my journey... Now they wear masks. And, you know, it's not only a COVID thing, it's a lung, a lung protection thing. 
if you're in a, in an area that does a lot of dust, if you're in, you know, you see people dress up in full regala to go underneath your house to spray for bugs and termites and all that. Type. Well, what do they have on? They have protection. They have a mask on. So if you're in a career that does it, mask up, put a mask on, <laughs> take the precautions and take, you know, use the protection. That is such good advice on so many levels these days. And then finally, Ron, I just wonder if in, you know, your perspective of having been through so much uh, as far as the diagnosis and the treatment, is there anything else that you have experienced or you've seen along the way that you think there are misconceptions about that people just don't understand? You know, there's, in any cancer you get right away, and I'm not talking about the individuals who are diagnosed with lung cancer. I'm talking about the everyone else's. You know, they're, they immediately go to the fact of, oh, you have lung cancer? You did something. There's something that you did, you were around, that forced you to have it. Now, that's, that's not the case. I've said it before. I will say it again. And if I need to climb to the top of the mountains behind me, I will do that and say, if you have lungs, you are susceptible to lung cancer. And I think right away with, with some people, when, you're, when you tell them that you've had lung cancer, they, they just go straight to, oh, you were a closet smoker. You, you did things that to, to harm your body. And I've, I've actually had the feeling when talking with some people that they think that I did, that, that not only was I a, a smoker in the closet, but I deserved it. And that's definitely a misconception. And then when you're diagnosed with it, as with any cancer, but in particularly I find in lung cancer patients, we feel guilty because we know that what we have has this stigma attached to it. And we feel like, at least I feel like, I'm having to constantly butt that down. People, people are always wanting to, to make you feel guilty. So you have to rebuttal that. You got to tell them that I, I am no different than you, except for the fact that I have lung cancer. And, you know, it's not a journey that in my case, where I am uh, Ned, no evidence of disease, but I'm dealing with this all my life. For the rest of my life, you know, I, I have to get my CT scans. I have to get checked out. I have to have blood work done. This is part of the routine that I now have to go through because I walk that journey. But I'm willing to do that because I want to continue my life journey. There are things that I want to do. There are places that I want to go. And a lot of people when diagnosed with cancers and in particularly lung cancer think that you can't do stuff anymore. I have a friend that's stage four lung cancer. He even this calendar year had one one entire lung fully removed. This is post-treatments. And this man still runs. Wow. He 
still gets up and runs. I have others that are still competitive. A friend of mine there in Colorado just repelled down a tall building, raising funds for lung cancer research. But it was a it was a very high building. <laughs> to repel down that, we are still active. We can still do life. Oh, that is so important to hear. And you are such an inspiration. It's been an inspiration for me to talk with you. And I'm sure for all those folks out there listening to you today, and I just really want to thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for, for what you continue to do and to be so optimistic and supportive of other folks that are facing lung cancer. So thank you again. Thank you so much, Ron. There is one thing, though, that you, know, you can throw in here somehow or another if you want to. Just in the last week, I received uh, two T-shirts, and it's getting cooler, so they were long sleeve t-shirts. And I've lost 60 plus pounds of weight purposely. So, you know, I was able to go from a 3XL down to an XL. So I'm very, very happy about that. But no, all that said, there's a phrase that I've always used and it's no matter what, never give up. And I've used that ever since this journey began because it's actually scriptural. And it's something that came to me when I began this journey. However, this past weekend, I, I took a my wife took a picture of me in our foyer with this new T-shirt on. It says, it ain't over. But that's my new phrase is, no matter what, it ain't over. I love that, Ron. Thanks so much. Thank you very much, Dr. Deb. Have a wonderful day. You too. This podcast is brought to you by the American College of Radiology and the National Lung Cancer Roundtable. 